This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. The views expressed by guests on this program do not necessarily represent the views of the host or owners of the Doggy Diva Show and do not necessarily constitute endorsement of products. Medical information discussed by guests on this program are those of the guests and is only for informational purposes and should not replace medical advice by your local veterinarian professional. Hi, this is Susan Marie from the Doggy Diva Show. This week, avoiding heat stroke to your pets and holistic health care and grooming for your fur kids. That's what's on our show this week. Let's get started. Hey, did you hear that? What is that? It's the bark heard round the world. The Doggy Diva Show. Here's national award-winning author and animal advocate, Susan Marie. Hi, welcome to the Doggy Diva Show, the show for animal lovers. I'm your host, Susan Marie, and as always, I'm joined by my canine co-hosts, the doggy divas themselves, Francesca, Coco, and our newest little diva, Miss Olive. Miss Olive is the cute little Italian greyhound rescue in the picture with the microphone. Thank you for joining us today as we bring the experts in the pet and animal world right to you. Contact us at thedoggydiva.com. That's the D-O-G-G-Y-D-I-V-A dot com. We love hearing from you. So go grab a cup of coffee and your pet's favorite treat, and we'll be back in just a moment. Take a bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There is no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. With over 7 million monthly listeners, Pet Life Radio podcasts are available on all major podcast platforms. And our live radio stream goes out to over 250 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, Odyssey, TuneIn, Stitcher, and other streaming apps. For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the Doggy Diva Show. I am here with Monica Layton, President of Professional Pets, sitting with our Pet Tip of the Week. And Monica, it is so warm out. We're in the middle of summer, and I know that a lot of us want to be outside with our pets. We want to be doing things with our pets. But one of the things I think that we may not think about is heat stroke with our pets. Can you tell us a little bit about that and how we could avoid it? Absolutely. So as it is warming up and everybody was kind of tired of the cold winter time, they're getting ready to head outdoors and heat stroke becomes a major issue during this time of the year in veterinary offices. And we always make sure that everybody is knowing about signs, symptoms, because heat stroke can happen so very quickly. And it is something that unfortunately can be lethal to your pet in a very, very fast time frame. So knowing the signs, what to do, um, and how to avoid heat stroke can be life or death in so many of our pets. So heat stroke, just often known as overheating, heat exhaustion, 
what it is is your basic body's core temperature is rising very quickly and it gets to the point of over overheating. Dogs and cats have very few sweat glands and they cannot cool off by sweating like humans do. So they overheat more easily. Um, pets mainly cool off by panting. That gives like the moisture evaporation from the, from the mouth and it helps lower the body temperature. The heat stroke commonly occurs in pets that are outside for a long period of time on hot days. Unfortunately, it also occurs frequently with pets that are left in vehicles on hot days. Kind of what heat stroke is. The high humidity and the temperature just bottoms out. Signs of heat stroke in your pets. Excessive panting, excessive drooling. Um, they can show difficulty in breathing. They can vomit, loose stool um, with or without blood. They can seem weak. They can seem uncoordinated or begin to stumble. And then they can have sudden collapses. Um, all of those are signs of excessive heat stroke. Heat stroke, it's very important to act very fast. Once your pet begins to overheat, heat stroke will kick in very, very quickly. Some breeds that are predisposed positioned for heat stroke that you have to be extremely, extremely diligent on with watching signs for. Of course, our short muzzled breeds, um, you know, our bulldogs, our pugs, those kind of breeds are French bulldogs, ones that kind of tend to have excessive panting on a regular basis. Pets that are overweight, pets that are older, and those specifically in older pets those that have heart and lung issues already. All of those are really predispositioned for heat stroke at a very rapid rate. So making sure that you watch, do you have any of those pets for heat stroke? Being really cautious about when they are outdoors at all times. So what do you do if your pet begins to show any of those signs of heat stroke? So let's say you're out and about, they're starting to pant more excessively, um, they're drinking a lot more water fast, they even vomit. Watching your pet very closely for any of those signs, getting your pet indoors if possible, getting them into some cool, cool air, um, giving water slowly. You want to watch the pet's temperature. I know sometimes we don't always have thermometers with us out and about. Um, one thing that you can do also is um, put your pet into some lukewarm water. You can cover them with towels. So you do not want to cool down pets rapidly you can put their system into shock. So if they're overheating, the last thing you want to do is put them in ice or put them in a under cold water. You want to do lukewarm water because you want to slowly bring that temperature down. Um, you can shock their system if they are cooled down too quickly. So putting covering them in towels with lukewarm water, giving them cool water, not like super cold, but cool water. Um, you can also rub rubbing alcohol on their paw pads, cool them down gradually. Within 10 minutes, if that pet is not cooled down back to normal and is not exhibiting all those signs, that pet needs to be rushed to a veterinarian right away. If that 10-minute mark hits and you're not cooling down to a normal temperature, signs of heat stroke will really kick in. And that's when you be, you can get into lethal issues. When you're out and about, anything over 80 degrees, you have the possibility of running into heat stroke issues. So over summer months, 
I mean, being over 80 degrees is extremely common. Mm-hmm. I mean, in our area, being over 90 degrees is the norm. So never leave your pet unsupervised outside during hot days um, while you're away. Always make sure that they have access to indoors and air conditioning. Um, while your pets are outside, have access to fresh water, to shade and some shelter away from direct sunlight. Take your dog on their daily walks. Um, or jogs in the morning or in the evenings, being careful to not take them out during high temperature times of the day. Um, never leave your pet alone in a parked car. Heat builds up so quickly within minutes. Even with the windows cracked, it can become deadly for your pet. And of course, on hot days, keeping those overweight, heart disease, lung disease, or your short-muzzled brachiophallic breeds indoors and out of the summer heat can be life or death for these pets. So anytime you see symptoms of heat stroke, do the precautions that we talked about. And if within a couple minutes, they are not alert and seem to be back to normal, that pet has to be transported to a vet immediately. The sooner, the better. Wow, this is so important. And one of the things that you touched on too, that uh, I think that People sometimes think, oh, if I crack open a window, they'll get ventilation. No. If you've ever sat in a car with the window cracked open an inch when you're sitting in it, it gets very hot very fast. So even if you're just dropping someone off and waiting, running back into the car, it gets hot really fast. And the number of pet deaths that happen because people leave their, with good intention, not meaning to be, do it, but it's horrible. So please, please, please leave your pets at home unless you, wherever you're going, allows you to bring pets inside. You can't leave your pets in the car. It's way, way, way too hot. So um, that is a great tip. And also one of the things I wanted to ask about, Monica, the rubbing alcohol in the paw pads. I hadn't heard of that. What does that help to cool them down? Yes, that was something that I saw from AHA. Um, And that was one of their recommendations as far as cooling pets down. And um, it helps with like the perspiration coming out of the pads. Oh, that's a, that's a great tip because. Yeah. And that was a new one for me too. Like I had not heard that in the past. No, that's a, that's great. And also with the gradual cooling, because if you put them into, some people say, oh, I'll just throw them into a tub of ice. No, because then their little bodies go into shock. You have to do it gradually. So that is very, that you brought that up. That's so, so, so important. And I love the little rubbing alcohol on the paw pad. So a lot of great advice, a lot of things to be aware of during these hot summer months. Please remember, do not leave your dogs in the car and don't leave your dogs outside unattended for any long periods of time either. I know people say, well, he loves to lay out in the sun. Well, stay out there with him and um, make sure that he's not laying in there too. I have one who she loves to stay out. She loves laying out in the sun, loves it. But with in a very short time, if I'm not out there, I, she starts panting and she she's my chewini. Her nose is a little up and I have to bring her right in, but she wants to stay out. But I have to stay out with her. I cannot leave her out unattended at all because even though she likes it and she thinks she likes it a lot, it's very dangerous. And we want to make sure that we uh, bring her in, cool her down. She gets to think she's staying out for a long time, but she's really not. So, so, <laughs> so Monica, thank you so very much. This is so important. Tips on avoiding heat stroke. 
great information. Thank you very, very much. Thank you. Have a great week. You too. We'll be back in just a moment. Hello, everyone. Susan Marie and Miss Olive here to tell you about the award-winning three-book series, The Doggy Diva Diaries. It is a trilogy of heartwarming and inspirational stories about Miss Olive, a lonely little rescue pup, hoping to find her forever family and friends and a life filled with love. In this series, Miss Olive learns that it doesn't matter what you look like on the outside, it's the kindness and love you have on the inside that counts. Available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and other online booksellers. And please visit us at thedoggydiva.com for more information. Thank you, everyone. Coming up, pet grooming is more than looking good. It's about feeling good, too. Stay with us. Molly, here's your dinner. Zeus, that's not your food. Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. The Cat Tree Tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your Cat Tree Tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to the Doggy Diva Show. With us today from Nova Scotia is Wendy Patrick, where she owns and runs Dogs of Pride and Finesseum Holistic Health. Wendy helps her animal and human clients lead happier, healthier lives by identifying nutrient deficiencies, sensitivities, or allergies to food or chemicals in their environment. Wendy makes her own line for animals, including a CBD alternative under the Finesseum brand, which name stems from her three dogs of pride, Finn, Jesse, and William. Wendy shares her life with two dogs, two cats, and two horses, and we are so happy to welcome her to the Doggy Diva Show today. Welcome, Wendy. Hi, Susan. Thank you so much. A pleasure to be with you. Thanks for the invite. Oh, no. We're so happy to have you. Now, can you just tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Um, yes. Uh, um, you'll have to rein me in as well, so get that retractable leash out, Susan, because sometimes <laughs> I tend to go off. It uh, can be a long story, a short story. I'll try to make it short. I'm originally from Northern Ireland, uh, relocated to Alberta for 10 and a half years, and now in Nova Scotia for the past 10 years. So I've had half my life on both sides of the pond. Always had a passion for animals. Life took me various different directions until finally the calling to help the animals and work with them pulled me back in. So after being an interior designer for 18 years, uh, the uh, the calling to the dogs, I literally went there and pursued a grooming career, got to be a certified master groomer, taught for a little while, um, opened Dogs of Pride, had lots of fun stuff and everything until health issues hit me. And through that is how Finesseum Health was actually discovered and developed and continues to this day. 
So at the minute, we are now opened in our new store in Kentville, Nova Scotia, since December. Just had our grand opening two weeks ago. Oh, congratulations. And I'm now seeing people at street level. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, being able to talk to lots more about health and well-being and better choices and better directions and helping everyone get on a better journey to better health. And what was your inspiration in founding Dogs of Pride and Finesseum Holistic Health? Well, Dogs of Pride came first, Susan, and that was literally just the absolute passion for animals that I've always had. And I finally got fed fed up of climbing scaffolding and painting ceilings and things like that. And I was like, I'm going to follow my passion as I just adopted a rescue some old guy I knew nothing about and basically started this wonderful connection with him. And then I realized that's really where my calling was and I wanted to pursue it more. Isn't it interesting how things can change in lives where you're calling, you think you're here, but you're really there. How, how was it yeah. that you started making your own pet products? Um, well, that was sort of a roundabout way. It was um, whenever I got into the dog grooming and um, started you know, um, meeting other people, getting other men- mentors in the industry and discovering that there was absolutely no regulations really on the healthcare side of things, unlike the human cosmetic side where ingredients are tested, approved, all the rest of that. But there was really no jurisdiction or a lot of um, regulations or guidelines into what went into our pet products. And even a lot of the, uh, or some of the, like, cosmetics ingredients review or some of the more independent companies, they really don't have the funding to look at pet products, whereas they're more concerned with keeping the, the healthier humans. And then you go, but hang on a minute, that dog doesn't have opposable thumbs. It's the humans that are touching this product to put it onto the dog. And a lot of things were sort of raising up the some of the veterinary products that would have been around, hopefully not anymore, where they'd say, use in a well-ventilated area and use gloves. Mm. And I was like, oh, there's something just really not right there. <laughs> and down the rabbit hole I went investigating ingredients, where they come from, how they're created, and really started to put on this sciency nerd hat that I had passed off as being useless to me when I was actually at school. And look at me now. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you mentioned ingredients. How important are ingredients in our pets' products? Well, they can be very important, Susan, because if you look at just a dog's skin compared to a human's skin, the thickness, it's only a third of the thickness of a human's. And a lot of people don't realize that. And then if you think about the largest organ of the body, human, mammalian, whatever, is actually the skin. So the skin is not sort of a one-way street. It just doesn't sweat or um, let hair grow through it or whatever, whether you're a dog or a human. Um, oh, of course, dogs don't sweat through their skin, but it's also a two-way street, so things can be absorbed into the skin. The same as we put on topical creams and moisturizers, the same thing goes on to a dog. So if you're putting on a lot of toxic chemicals that you're asking this dog to absorb into its bloodstream and into its system, well, then you have to be concerned about that. And I mean, that goes not just from dog shampoo or something that people don't think, oh, I don't bath my dog, it doesn't occur to me. But you have to consider that into all the other realms of these topical flea and tick products. I mean, the neurotoxins that are going right into the system, um, even parabens. So I know there was a lot of fear mongering around in the 80s about SLSs causing cancer, which has never actually been truly proven. But if you look at the other end of the ingredient list and you see a lot of paraben labels, which are now coming out of a lot in the last five years, with no real marketing around to promote the fact that they're coming out. 
And you go, oh, well, maybe there was something there. And there was a lot there. They're endocrine disruptors. They are basically hormone disruptors. Um, they build up. They're bioaccumulative in the system. Uh, lots of things like that. So they're very important. And no, and that's really important. Yeah, that's important to know. That's yeah. important for us to know. Now, how do your products differ from some other products out there on the market? Well, for a start off, they all work. <laughs> <laughs> that's important. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. Sadly, a lot of the, the pet industry just likes to regurgitate or, or make certain things or throw things into bottles and throw labels on them. And, I mean, the dog can't turn around and go, that doesn't taste like chicken. <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> we're, we're basically taking the, the marketing um, routes as gospel without really doing a lot of our own research or, or tasting it ourselves, even for that matter. Or it's like, oh, this doesn't sting. Well, how do you know? Well, I've tried this in my eyes. I've put it in my ears. I've used it directly on wow. a, a cut. I've used it on a burn. You know, I mean, we only do human testing here. So if I'm selling you a product that I say is safe for your dog's skin and coat, it's actually what's in my own shower at home, and I use it every day to wash my hair. Wow. I think that that's a great endorsement right there. Now, one of the things you <laughs> mentioned earlier is that you were a groomer. How important is grooming to our pets' health? Uh, it's very important, not even just for the health, but I think for the actual human-dog uh, bond and connection. It can Absolutely. really, really solidify yep. that. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, even if it's just... Even if you just run a brush over a dog, whether it has half an inch hair or three inch long hair, it doesn't matter. It's the action of going through that. You'll know what your dog's normal is. So as opposed to if you don't groom or look through that hair or check between the toe pads, you'll not see the thorns or the little burrs of grass or the bug bites or the embedded tick. There's lots of different advantages just to that without having to go through the whole quaff side of, you know, scissoring yeah. and fluffing up and all of that. I mean, regular grooming is just the same as you do. You jump in the shower for a 10 minutes quickie before you hop in the car and drive to work. The same idea with your dog. You're lying there, uh, you know, on the sofa with them at night. Feel in between their toes. Feel in between the, the pads. Massage the feet. Squeeze the toenails. This also gets the dog used to having their feet handled so they don't freak out every time they have to get their nails trimmed. Yes. Even brushing, lifting a leg, making them stand on a table rather than just on the floor helps them to understand that you are actually the one who's more in control at this particular time and you would like them to cooperate. So, you know, the fussy ones or whatever, plus, you know, if you do have to use brushes or tools on a longer coated dog, then always test them out on the inside of your forearm first to realize what gentle pressure you need because some of those are really sharp and spiky. So when people say, oh, my dog doesn't like brush, he won't let me brush him. It's like, well, what, what, what are you using, first of all, and how are you using it? And then if you feel like they're going like hell for leather through it, you know, like they're trying to chop an onion with that motion rather than trying to brush their dog, well, you go, well, I wouldn't like that either. I wouldn't like you doing it. <laughs> I know. Can, and then I think sometimes people, they go, okay, well, I'm supposed to brush my dog, and they go, and the dog's like, and it doesn't become a bonding experience that we're talking about here. No, but you're so right. And it's like little simple things like going between their toes. And and I live kind of like in a naturey area. So it's very important that oh, anyone who does or who doesn't, if you're just walking your dog on the street, that you check for that stuff. Or like you said, just a, test the brush on the inside of your arm. I mean, these are things that I don't think as pet parents, we don't always think of 
we trust what's written mm -hmm. on the package, I guess is what I'm saying, as opposed to you're, right. you've just taken it to another level and kind of opened our eyes. You kind of got to test it on yourself to see if it's going to be good for your dog. Exactly. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, the people who are writing the packaging for a dog brush might not even have ever owned a dog in their mm -hmm. life. Yes. Yeah, so that's very, very, <laughs> it's like you buy a brush for your hair, and of course it says it's the best brush in the world, it's endorsed by 90,000 <laughs> movie stars, and you put it on your head and you go, ah! So yes, I think that's so important that you're bringing up. Exactly, exactly. I mean, marketing is the best way to deceive people. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, you know, the proof of the pudding is, is really what your dog's going to tell you at the end of the day, and it's like, no, human, no. No. <laughs> yes, exactly. Go, okay, yeah. <laughs> now, you do something else. Can you just it. tell us a little bit about your remote health testing and how does, this is very interesting, how does it link with animal communication? This is really interesting. I think our listeners will love to learn about this. Yeah, it's it's super bizarre as well. I mean, I'm, I've now become that person I would have stand, stood and pointed and laughed at 10 years ago, Susan. And it's like, yeah, I am that crazy person. And every time I it's see the It's gifted. You're not crazy. You're gifted. <laughs> well, yes, maybe, I don't that. know. I, I always say that. that about myself, too. I think a little crazy is good to get through the day these <laughs> Absolutely. days. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> um, but it was a very interesting transition, if you like. Um, I was grooming, certified master groomer, all the rest of it. And then pain got too bad where I was actually literally cramping up in the middle of mm. doing a groom. Where... I was getting frustrated, and then I'm like, hang on a minute, Wendy, this is not the groomer you set out to be, and even though the dogs weren't being upset, I was getting very upset at myself, because I couldn't do what I loved to do. It took a while until it was discovered that I actually had Lyme disease, <sighs> and through that discovery, so two years after, basically, I had been suffering with like a, maybe seven or eight out of ten level of pain and being able to function for maybe three hours a day. It was like, you know, let's let's find out an answer to this because this just isn't cutting it. And it was through a naturopathic doctor who I discovered what was going on. And we kind of clicked, and I was like, I want to do what you do. And he's like, absolutely. I said, but I want to do it for the animal. He's like, absolutely. So I became one of his practitioners. I'm still continuously doing any new courses he comes out with. I also went and did uh, a health kinesiology diploma. I've also become a red light therapist, board certified through bands for humans, horses, and pets. And through doing all of this stuff and the applied kinesiology is how we do remote testing. So that's literally muscle testing. I, I kind of um, lightly refer to myself as a quantum practitioner because there's so many things that I actually do and it's all connected. Mm -hmm. And we're all connected. We're all energy. Energy is basically what is on this planet, whether it's a tree that's growing outside or the, the, the cat sitting washing its paws on the kitchen windowsill. So once you realize that and you understand that the body itself is connected to this, I mean, this is going deep into physics and quantum string theory and everything else. Um, and, you know, you can take it as light or as deeply as you want to. But on a, a very basic level, you literally connect with the animal the same way as you would do if you were doing Reiki. And a lot of Reiki practitioners do a lot of remote healing that way too. I literally go with the muscle testing and ask any question that can be answered yes or no. So that's how I do it on a remote basis. You ask permission, you tap in, you see if you're testing for the animal or testing for yourself or testing for someone else. And once you're with the animal, thank them and ask them if you can then test them, wait for your yes and continue. So I was doing this 
um, for a couple of people remotely just to start with before I, I really then broadcast that I could do it remotely and got my okay from, from the doctor I'm under too. And I was finishing up with one and <laughs> I just told the story earlier in the store today actually, but I asked, is this everything you need from me? for a protocol and I get the yes. I was like, okay, are you happy with everything I've presented? I got the yes. Is there anything else I need? Yes. And I'm like, or anything else you need? And they said, yes. I'm like, hang on a minute. What's this all about? I was like, um, do you need something else for the protocol? No. Is there something you need to tell me? Yes. And I'm like, oh, how's this going to work? So I had always heard from other animal communicators and stuff that a lot of times you'll get spoken to in pictures because they don't have the vocabulary. So I'm like, okay, so I'm looking then for pictures, just, you know, in your mind's eye as such. And there was a few different things, but I kept hearing this name come through going, Tom. I'm like, Tom? Tom! And I'm like, oh, who's Tom? Tom! I'm like, do you think I'm Tom? Tom. I was like, I'm not Tom, honey. honey. Um, but do you like Tom? Yes. Okay. So, so, it, so you, you know Tom? Yes. You like Tom? Yes. And it was such a strong yes. I knew this was very, very poignant. So this was in between. Usually what I, I used to do was go on with an appointment, um, then sort of log out for a little bit while I did the testing privately, and then went back and, and shared the results. So before I went back onto the call, I spoke to my husband and said, um, so this is like really weird. <laughs> I said, I'm going to sound like a complete lunatic. But it was so funny because I went back on the call and it was a Zoom call so I could actually see the couple I was talking to and the dog. And I said, this is going to sound really strange, but does the name Tom mean anything to you? And they looked at each other and kind of surprised and, and sort of questioning and looked at me and went, it's our son-in-law. I said, your dog absolutely loves him. And they're like, oh, yeah, he does. Oh. Like, he will go through anything just to see him. Oh. I was like, okay, can't make this up. That gave me goosebumps. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's, like, so important. And there's your, and, and that was your validation. Totally. Yeah. Totally. I mean, uh, you know, I say on a regular basis, I can't make this. <laughs> We've been on almost 20 years. I've met so many animal communicators. And they don't start out life as animal. Well, some of them have done it early in their life and they didn't even know they were doing it. But once you get that right. validation, which you got on Tom, yeah. it like it, it kind yeah. of changes everything and it makes it so real. And then what you do helps pet parents out there to kind of understand what's going on with their their own pets. So it's there's there's so much importance in what you do. And obviously, as you're going through this process, you're finding more of your gifts, or as you call it, craziness. But it's like something that um, that really helps the pet parents. And now, I, I wanted to ask you, is there a way, where can listeners go to learn more about you? I mean, do you book appointments to do that? I mean, how does this work? Absolutely. There's lots and lots of ways to find me. Um, if you go to Dogs of Pride channel on YouTube, that'll find all of our other media, all of our other podcasts and everything. Plus, it'll have um, our own podcast on it where we touch on different things. If you go to dogsofpride.com, that's our main site for the sort of the store here, for the retail items, and where you can buy our products through. And we'll ship anywhere in the world. And we're always looking for other retailers and distributors as well all over the world. And we can ship these products anywhere because there's no restricted ingredients. Um, and then finassiumhealth.com would be the main health side of things. 
And that will actually also connect you back into Dogs of Pride where you can book a remote appointment with us too. And we do remote appointments anywhere in the world. And a lot of times whenever, you know, we get the validation of the toms and things like that, <laughs> and it, it just helps people to feel more comfortable with knowing that, you know, she must be the real deal because there's no way that she would know this. Absolutely. And, you know, it also confirms it for me, Susan, to be honest, because, I mean, I still question it every minute. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so they, they keep me right. I've always been listening to the animals and they've always kept me right and they always make me look good. So it's, it's, uh, it's a wonderful blessing to be able to do it. And then a lot of the people will see what happens with their animals. They'll see great results and then they'll come around and go, so what can you do for us now? Oh, I love that. Um, so a lot of times I'm helping the, the two and four leggeds. Yeah, so the name that's of what our I said. Store, it's like the two and four yeah. leggeds that you're like melding and helping. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, with the, the blend of both the businesses here at the shop, the actual sort of sign in the middle just actually we call the store for pets and their people. You're in Nova Scotia, but where are you located? Where's your store for those of us? We do have uh, listeners in Canada, and I'm sh- we have international. For people who are near you or going to be visiting Nova Scotia, where are you located? Beautiful Nova yeah, Scotia, absolutely. by the way. Beautiful. It's so gorgeous. Every day we have people in the store that didn't even know we were here or existed. And that's exactly why we opened the stores to reach the people who need the help. And we're right on the main square on Cornwallis Street in Kentville, which is right in the apple growing capital in the valley of Nova Scotia. Oh, how beautiful. So for those of you that are going there and have the the fortunate uh, location to be there to visit Wendy, you need to go visit her. And, and Wendy, before we go, is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners that we may have missed? I just think that, you know, whenever you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, you're looking for alternative um, answers. And I know a lot of people come to me that have spent an absolute fortune, um, whether it's other holistic practitioners, naturopaths, other health gurus and other vets and everything else. And I'll still find something they don't um, because I think it's a, a wonderful way that I've ended up here and I'm always continually growing and learning more even from every person and every pet that comes in. But I also love to teach people how to take control of this and find out themselves their answers. So I do teach muscle testing. We have started doing something at the store here as well for Sunday sessions. So if you are local or coming to the Valley or anything like that, then always keep an eye on Dogs of Pride on Facebook. And that's where we'll post our events to see what's coming up next. We have a muscle testing workshop coming up. Then we'll be doing like canine nutrition. We'll be doing canine skin and coat care. We'll be doing an introduction to light therapy, which is like acupuncture, but with light. We also do that here on site. And it's very cool. That's awesome. Well, Wendy, thank you so much for being our guest today and sharing like really helpful and healthy information with our listeners. And I also want to thank you for all that you're doing for our pets and for the pet parents out there. What you have is truly a gift and and you're building on it day by day. And uh, if I ever get up to Nova Scotia again, I'm going to be in there to visit you. So I think that it's really great. <laughs> and and for let's give out your contact information. So if anyone wants to go check you out, book an appointment, do anything, find you, find your shop, where can they go? Okay, best way to do it is uh, go to either of the websites, whether that's dogsofpride.com or finessiumhealth.com. And finessium was created from the three dogs that were on the original logo for Dogs of Pride, and that was Finn, Jesse, and William. So that's how it's spelled, F-I-N-N-E-S-S. 
iamhealth.com and either one of those will bring you to me eventually. And yeah, we can connect and all the rest of it. And Susan, I seriously hope you come and visit whenever you get a chance to get up to Nova Scotia. We'll show you around as well. Love it, love it. And I thank you so much for being, it's been a joy talking to you. And again, everyone go to dogsofpride.com and learn more about Wendy and all of the great things that she's doing. Thank you so much, Wendy. And we'd love to have you back in the future. So I know your store is just opening and we'd love to talk. you like maybe later in the year, near the holidays or whatever, we'll get some more information out. You shared so much great information with us today. I thank you so much. Oh, you're so welcome. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to do so, Susan. Thanks again. Our pleasure. Thank you so much. And we will be back in just a moment. Pet Life Radio, the number one pet radio network on the planet, joins forces with iHeartRadio to put the power of your pets in your pocket. Awesome. Download the iHeartRadio app and rock Pet Life Radio on your phone, on your tablet, on your Xbox, in your car. Pet talk, pet tunes, and fun pet times. Pet Life Radio and iHeartRadio. Positively possum. We would like to thank our guests this week. And also, as our doggy divas always say, please love your pets because they love you unconditionally. And please remember to adopt, foster, spay, neuter, and microchip. And as always, please have a great Diva Week, everyone. That's all for this episode of The Doggy Diva Show. To find out more, go to our website, thedoggydiva.com. Also, find us on our Facebook page, The Doggy Diva Show. And tell your fellow dog lovers about it. Don't miss Susan Marie, Miss Olive, and the Doggy Divas right here for the next episode. See you again soon. Don't miss Susan Marie, Miss Olive, and the Doggy Divas right here for the next episode. See you again soon. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand. Only on PetLifeRadio.com.